0: Visit carp.ca. Good afternoon.
1: Welcome to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Jane Brown, filling in for Libby's Nimer. Monday was an historical day here in Canada. Voters overwhelmingly shifted the balance of political power to a liberal majority. During the election campaign, Prime Minister-designate Justin Trudeau included plenty of priority issues for Zoomers in his party's platform. Today, we'll speak with CARP's Executive Vice President, Susan Eng, about what this new government will mean for older Canadians. Plus, how do you keep work exciting if you've been doing the same job for years? How do you continue to grow and challenge yourself in the later portion of your career? And is it okay to risk it all and go for your dream job? These are all questions that Nina Spencer has answered in her book, Getting Passion Out of Your Profession. Nina will join me here later in the program. But first, here are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. Denmark is the best place in the world to retire, according to the 2015 Melbourne Mercer Global Pension Index. The annual report assesses the retirement income systems of 25 countries based on 40 categories that include savings, tax support, Demography, regulation, and communication. Denmark was specifically commended for its well-funded pension system. Meantime, India ranked as the worst country in the world for retirement. It was docked points because of its lack of a minimum level of support for poor retirees, its failure to impose a minimum age for access to pension benefits, and its poor regulation of private pensions. What's retirement like in Italy? That's not a question actress Sophia Loren is going to answer anytime soon. This week, she was presented a special Lifetime Achievement Award at the National Arts Awards in America. While walking the red carpet, she told the press that she still has the same zest for life she had when she first became a household name decades ago. In fact, she won't even consider saying the word retirement. Legendary Canadian singer-songwriter Joni Mitchell is said to be recovering nicely from a stroke and brain aneurysm earlier this year. In a Facebook posting this week, longtime friend and singer Judy Collins says Joni is walking, talking, painting some, and doing rehab every day. But Collins adds recovery from this type of trauma takes a long time. Mitchell's lawyer says the singer takes physical therapy each day and is expected to make a full recovery. I'm Jane Brown, and those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. Justin Trudeau won't be officially on the job as our new prime minister until November 4th. But he wasted no time in getting down to work and outlining his early plans. Priority issues for older Canadians factor into these plans. And to talk about this with me now is Susan Eng, Executive Vice President of CARP, A New Vision of Aging. Susan, how optimistic are you that Justin Trudeau will
2: fulfill his promises to Zoomers in a timely way? Oh, I think he's going to start right away. And I'm looking forward to seeing, first of all, in his first budget, the reversal of the OAS age back to 65. Um, secondly, i like to see him, he said within three months, he's going to call together the premiers and they'll be chomping at the bit to meet with him to start – discussions around the CPP, and they normally have a meeting in December, so it could happen as soon as that. Um, We're looking at immediately seeing some change to the GIS for the poorest single seniors. That's a huge issue in this country, and that, of course, should be in the spring budget. So those are top three things right away. Uh, In the midterm, which we give him a couple more months, um, he needs to be dealing with the issue of the health accords and getting some kind of standard across the country, some kind of equalization of funding so that every single Canadian that needs health care in this country, especially home care, especially help with their critically ill loved ones, is able to get it regardless of where they live in the country. And of course, and I'm not finished, um, (laughs) we have to look at pharmacare. He also made promises about dealing with the cost of drugs.
1: CARP members are likely very happy with the outcome of the election. Uh, your most recent poll ahead of the election had 40% saying they had either
2: voted in advance polling or were going to vote for the Liberals. Ah, well, yes, you, you have conflated the two, and it is accurate. That is, uh, when we asked our, uh, our members, 18,000 of them responded, 42% had already voted. And so they were obviously on a roll there to, to keep voting. And so they voted in our poll and told us, that in their estimation, the Liberals would be best to form government. And given the spread of support for the Liberals over the Conservatives in that case, they would have predicted the majority government. Um, We also, in our polling, noted the drop of the NDP support very early on, right after the, the election call.
1: And what was it about uh, Tom O'Kara that didn't resonate with CARP members?
2: It wasn't that he didn't resonate. They needed to have an alternative, I think. I think they were looking for change, and that was that also came up later in the polling, in the poll itself. Um, and they were looking for what they were comfortable with. And remember that our governments have always alternated between conservative and liberal.
1: Let's backtrack a little bit and talk about the enhanced CPP and the 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 travel that has to be done before we get to that place Or and or if we have an Ontario retirement pension plan, because Premier Wynne had said right after the election that there's a lot that needs
2: to be in place first. Okay, absolutely. First of all, getting this done takes many years. Uh, The Ontario government has already started the process of putting in place a pension plan for Ontario only, but the other provinces that are watching carefully might put in their own plan as well so that we might cover more of Canada. First, secondly, in order to make it happen on the ground, you need two essential aspects. One to affect the payroll deduction system. We already have that and because Prime Minister Harper refused to let Ontario use the um, taxpayer-funded payroll deduction mechanism, Ontario was facing having to do it again itself. And so that was a lot of dollars. So the first thing the new government can do is stop that. That is, let us use our own payroll deduction system to facilitate collections. So you won't have a
1: redundancy in Ontario, a costly redundancy. Exactly.
2: The second thing is let the CPPIB, the, 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 the managers that manage our CPP and invest it extremely well with great results, let them take on the managing of the investment of the ORPP fund. So those two steps, if they go ahead right away, it means that Ontario can move along. And it will also make it easier for the Ontario fund to be rolled into the CPP if and when the Fed, the Federation decides to increase the CPP. Now, remember, the CPP legislation says that even after everybody has agreed any change has to be three years away. You can't just effect it right away. So uh, we have quite a few years between promise and result, even if they start right away. So in the short term, I recommend heavily that they immediately negotiate The use of our own payroll mechanism, deduction mechanism, and they negotiate immediately the use of the CPPIB to manage the investments. Was
1: there anything that needs attention that didn't get talked about during the election campaign,
2: which is important to older Canadians? You know, we had so many... Issues That were addressed during the election campaign. And I'm very proud of that because all the parties, regardless of, you know, your political stripe, all the parties took the time to address our issues um, in detail. One outstanding
1: outstanding issue is uh, the issue of assisted death and getting that in
2: place after the Supreme Court ruling early this year. And even that was addressed. You know, uh, it's a difficult one. We're on a timeline here. Uh, The previous government did its level best to prevent any action on it. Uh, Both the opposition parties, all three opposition parties said that they would get on it right away. Now that's easier said than done and the way that there are many models, existing models, that they could use. They could use the Stephen Fletcher bills. They could use the uh, Quebec legislation. They could act on it before the February 2016 deadline. Uh, What Mr. Trudeau has said is that he would immediately bring together a group of experts to say, to look at how this can be done and to get public input as well. Thank you, Susan. Thank you.
1: Susan Eng is the executive vice president of CARP, A New Vision of Aging. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Jane Brown, in for Libby Snymer. Coming up in just a moment, putting the passion back in your profession. Author Nina Spencer will join me here in the studio.
0: You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, A New Vision of Aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca.
1: How to keep loving what we do for a living as we age. Author Nina Spencer is an expert at motivating us and finding the passion in our professions, a feeling that could very well wane if we've been at it a long time. And if work is going well, where do we find the inspiration to motivate us in other parts of our lives? Nina Spencer joins me now. Nina, this is a good time of year for this discussion since summer has come and gone. And in the fall, we want to feel that sense of renewal and inspiration. Well, I'm finding that,
3: uh, speaking strictly for myself, uh, that I can be a bit sluggish and slow, slower in the summer, even though I'm working. And there's something exciting in a way about... Labor Day and uh, getting back to it. And so maybe this is the time to do a short-term bucket list thing. Uh, what what would you like to co- accomplish before the end of this year? What would you like to accomplish before the beginning of spring? Uh, is there a, one new uh, activity that you can take on? Maybe now would be the time to pick up uh, some blank canvases and some paint and some brushes, go to an art store and try your hand at at some sketching or some painting.
1: And what is it about doing something outside your work hours like that Mm -hmm. that will bring that energy to your day job or your night job or whatever it is that you've chosen as a career?
3: Well, I think it's breaking up the routine. There's something very comforting and reassuring for sure about a routine. And most of us spend probably 80% of every day doing routine things. And and a nice framework helps uh, a sense of security. But to shake it up and
1: to do something different, to knock yourself off your routine gets... Gets the blood going doesn 't it, and taking that step one step further, changing things up altogether mm-hmm. so you 've been at something that you were trained for as a young person in post secondary education you 've made your career in that, maybe now at fifty or sixty you 're thinking i'm i 've always wanted to do this, or yes. maybe I could make money at doing this, yeah, where do you find that bravery or that motivation to make such a life altering change.
3: I think, first of all, we have to look at our track record because so many of us forget that we have gifts and qualities and skills and we've been accumulating them for 10, 20, 30 years. And just because we do them, we forget that they are qualities that other people don't have and that those are the qualities that are springboards for new uh, opportunities, new experiences. So in terms of developing your courage, I think you look to your past, look over that CV if you've created, a CV, or if, if uh, you have some other way of tracking all the different accomplishments uh, that you've uh, accumulated, if you have awards on the wall and so on, recognize that, that you have the skills. You might just be a bit complacent about it, or you
1: haven't really thought much about it, or written them down in a long list. You personally have had an experience Mm -hmm. where you just completely changed gears Mm -hmm. in your pre-Zoomer years. Mm -hmm. I was just coming up on 39
3: when after 17 years of being in organizational development, being in corporate life, uh, I had truly an epiphany, an awakening uh, and thought, I got to go. You know, and there's a longer story to it, but you know, the short of it is I got to go. And it wasn't about leaving. I loved my job. I loved my corporate opportunity. Uh, and it turns out that I was pretty good at it there. But I realized that it wasn't going to keep me satisfied professionally for the next 25 years. And I had found the work that I wanted to do, to do professional development, workshop facilitation, uh, keynote speaking, and so on. So I realized that I needed to work on my courage and leave and Jane so many people thought what are you crazy what about your pension 17 years this is not a good this is not a good plan and now it's been 20 years uh, that i've been independent
1: and on the flip side you you don't also want to be in a situation where if you love your profession, that's all you're thinking about. So you can't wait to get back to work because you, you, the balance is off there. You yes. need to find the passion in your life outside of work. I think it makes
3: you much more of a three-dimensional person if you can uh, decide that you will be positive and be passionate and then put that into all aspects of your life. Um,
1: and you know that friends, firsthand, family, right? Yeah. From, from
3: your book Kilimanjaro
1: talks about that. Yes.
3: the uh, second, My second book is... A Time to Creep, A Time to Soar, and the subtitle is Lessons Learned for Work and Life from Climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. And for me, that was something that hit me up the side of the heads, uh, rather, um, it blindsided me. It wasn't a bucket list. Um, one of my dearest friends of 30 years passed away from breast cancer when she was only 52. And I had... Um, Uh, six months of of processing my grief. And I started to be invited to join this group in January. But I was at the height of grief still and processing that and learning to be uh, without my dear friend in my life. And so I deleted it. And every Thursday this newsletter came in and I deleted it, deleted it, deleted it. And then one day, six months later in June, Yet again, um, I had just finished having a weepy moment. And then after I was finished, I swung around to my computer, checked my emails, and wasn't that email there again? And I decided this is an omen. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd better take um, take heed and, and pay attention. And so I embraced it. And then for seven months, I trained, and then we went. It was seven days up, uh, two days down, and it was Mm life-changing, as you would expect. Right. And motivated out of grief uh, and something something, um, that I was able to transform into something that... um informed the rest of my days. It will always inform the rest of my days.
1: These are the joys of the Zoomer years, Absolutely. doing something uh, Absolutely. at a time in your life that you never would have anticipated
3: Absolutely. when you were young. Sure. Yeah. I was 53 when I did that, and that was already five years ago. Yeah, And I love that expression that says, all the best scoring in a game happens in the second half.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Right? That's great. Let's leave it at that. Nina, thank you so much for thank coming you. in. Thank you. It
3: was my pleasure.
1: Nina Spencer is the author of the books Getting Passion Out of Your Profession and A Time to Creep, A Time to Soar. This is Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Jane Brown in for Libby's Nimer In just a moment, we'll return with a look back at the life of Corey Wells, one of the singers of Three Dog Night. He passed away this week at the age of 74.
0: You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca.
1: Welcome back to the Zoomer Weekend Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Jane Brown for Libby's Nimer. It's time now for your International Arts date Book. tips for those of you who are jetting around the world. Here's Bob Komsic.
0: In London, England, the first significant British survey of work by Chinese artist Ai Weiwei is on display. The exhibition at the Royal Academy includes major work spanning Ai Weiwei's career, as well as new work shown for the first time. In Berlin, retrace the history of Cabaret. It's the only English-speaking show of its kind in Berlin and takes place every Thursday night at the Sally Bowles Café Bar. And actor Kevin Bacon stars in a stage adaptation of the story that inspired Alfred Hitchcock's 1954 classic, Rear Window. Bacon plays the role made famous by Jimmy Stewart. It's at the Hartford Stage in Connecticut. I'm Bob Comsick with the International Arts Datebook.
1: This week, we lost Corey Wells, one of the founding members of the legendary rock group Three Dog Night. He passed away unexpectedly at the age of 74. Over the band's career, they earned 12 gold albums and recorded 21 consecutive Billboard Top 40 hits, seven of which went gold. Corey Wells was the lead singer on many of their hits, including Never Been to Spain, Mama Told Me Not to Come, and Let Me Serenade
0: You. I
1: that was Three Dog Night with Let Me Serenade You. The singer of that song, Corey Wells, passed away this week. He was 74. And that's it for this week's edition of the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Jane Brown. Thanks for joining me today. Libby Snymer returns next week. Be sure to tune in and stay up to date with all things Zoomer worldwide.
0: You've been listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, produced by MZ Media Limited. Executive Producer, Moses Neimer. Produced by Paul Thomas. Program Director, John Bandrio. This has been an exclusive podcast of the Zoomer Week in Review.
1: Heard every Sunday at noon on AM 740 Zoomer Radio.
0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network. Home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.